Welcome to a talk from St Saviour's Sunbury. We hope it blesses you. Wonderful. Over the next couple of months, um, I'm excited to get into a series in which we'll be exploring the purpose, the, the vision, the mission and the values of St Saviour's Sunbury. Those of you who work closely with me will tell you this. This is my excited face. Are you excited? Yes. Well, tell your face. <laughs> this, this is, unfortunately, for those of you who do work closely to me and those of you who might give me a gift, those of you who come to me and say, Ron, I've got this amazing thing that God has put on my heart. We need to do this ministry, X, Y, and Z. I'm afraid this is my excited face. This is my poker face, essentially. My face not moving is my excited face. I can hear the staff team are giggling now because this is the truth. So I apologise, but do get me. If you come to me with something which is incredibly exciting for you, you give me a gift. This is my excited face. I'm excited. Thank you so much for all the generous gifts, the prayers that we received, and for all of the fruit and nut I received over Christmas. I appreciate that. Uh, it's a new year. It's so important for us to understand who we are and whose we are, who we are and where we are going as a church because then you can decide, those of you that are gathered here this morning, is this the church that I want to be all in at for the next year of my life, the next two, the next five, the next ten years perhaps. We have a purpose. We exist for a purpose here as a community. And our purpose here is to surrender our lives to Jesus and to share him with others. That is our purpose. That's why we exist. Okay, we have a vision of what type of church we will be both now and in the future. And if I ask you to recite our vision, you would say it is a, be a place where we are radically transforming lives in the love and power of Jesus. We have a mission to fulfill which has been given to us by God and our leadership team, the staff team, our church council, what we call our visionary leadership team, we meet every four or six weeks and we drive that mission forward and we do that as a staff team day in, day out and with all the volunteers and people who serve. And we also have values that shape who we are and everything that we do and it's the values that we're going to look at over the next four weeks. So values communicate what's important. Values affect our behaviour. Values also inspire people to action and they infuse our ministry with meaning. So if you wonder why we do certain things here, why we make certain decisions, why we don't do certain things, look at our purpose, our vision, our mission and our values because they underpin everything that we do. And God has given us these things because he has a very definitive idea about what he wants us to be as a church, as a witnessing and worshipping community. We've got a video lined up which uh, shows you our values. <clears throat> I would love to uh, 
to on all of that we didn't just uh, you know haven't just come out on the back of a fag packet uh, we spent months actually having a look and getting people's consultation chatting with you getting into smaller groups I'd love to honor all of those you that were involved in that Stuart who helped us come up with the presentation uh, Jess and Toby who were there part of the small group really defining what the vision and the values were and uh, Stephen who used to be our worship leader our worship pastor here who came up with that video it's one of the most creative videos I've seen a church come up with and I'd like to just honor everyone that was involved in that so this week the value of being reliant on God is the one that we'll focus on. We constantly seek God, Father, Son, and Spirit. He is central to our lives. We listen for him by reading his word through prayer, through teaching. We desire to deepen our faith and trust in him. We accept that we are broken and vulnerable people and are being transformed by his grace. We are expectant that he will continue to lead us as we worship him, as we give him our lives every day. So the next bit isn't particular rocket science, but you've got three things at your disposal right now which will help you and us as a church to be reliant on God. And there they are, reading his word through prayer, through teaching. They're not the only three things, but they're three of what we consider to be the most important things, the bedrock of your faith and being reliant on God. And uh, this is all contained in a passage, I think, from, uh, from Paul that he wrote to a church in Ephesus, uh, if you'd like to take out your Bibles, if you've got a church Bible, it's uh, page 1174. If you can open up your app on your phone, it's absolutely fine. Don't feel guilty about not having a Bible in front of you. Just feel a little bit guilty, guilty enough to bring your Bible with you next week or to put your hand up and the, uh, the hosting team will come round with a Bible. I'd love us to be reading the Word of God together when we look at it on a Sunday morning when you look at it through the week. Love to be able to help you with that. Ephesians 3, it's 14 to 21. For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. What a passage. What a passage. I was once thrown out of Ephesus on holiday in Turkey for climbing on the statues. But the church in, that's a true story, uh, the church in Ephesus was very dear to Paul who wrote that letter. The church of St. Saviour's in Sunbury is very dear to Ron. Paul's ministry with them spanned about three years. My ministry with you so far has spanned two and a half years. The, the church there began with just about 12 believers. You'll find that in Acts 19, 7. But through faithful effort, they experienced amazing growth. The church here began with a similar number of people, but through faithful effort has experienced and will continue to experience amazing growth. Knowing the success in Ephesus, Paul desired them to remain reliant on God, 
Knowing the success of the church here in Sunbury, Ron wants you to remain reliant on God. And our text remains relevant for every generation, regardless of where we are on our journey with God. Wherever you are today, you have to keep relying on him. And it's very easy for various circumstances to allow to hinder our work, our relationship, our reliance on God. And those hindrances can result from many different places. Struggles that you have, adversity that you face, failures that you've made, breakdowns you've experienced, character flaws that you have, sin, or even the perceivement of success. I think that's a new word I just made up there. Regardless of where we are, what we face, we must maintain our value, our core value of being reliant on God. Verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. In case there was any doubt, Paul reminded them of their reliance on God. He alone is their source of strength and wisdom. He has provided for their freedom by his death upon the cross. He rose triumphant from the grave to bring them new and eternal life. The blessings they enjoyed, the church in Ephesus, came from God. The blessings we enjoy, the church in Sunbury, comes from God. If they were to remain vibrant in ministry, they must continue to rely on God, being fully submitted to his perfect will for their lives. Were it not for God's strength and provision, we would have nothing to boast in. Every victory we have received, every victory we have experienced is a result of God's blessing and favour. It's not the result of our wisdom or effort, but the result of the guidance and the provision of our incredible and amazing God. Were it not for Jesus, we would remain utterly hopeless without direction. So I implore you never to forget the source of our vision. Colossians 1 puts it like this, for by him were all things created, things that are in heaven and things that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things exist. We must never forget that. Paul understood the limitations of men. Many of them, like many of you, desire to see great things happen in and through the church, but they were unable to accomplish their desires within themselves. So he was telling them to recognize the fact that they're not responsible to provide and sustain those around them and even themselves. Where they were weak and lacking, God was strong and able. You know, this offers me great comforts and assurance. I have a deep desire for this church to be healthy and healthy things grow. I have a desire for this church to become a light upon a hill that people will come to, to find safety, transparency, compassion, healing, wholeness. And I realise that if it were dependent upon my efforts, or even those of this excited congregation, we'd never reach our potential. 
Thankfully, though the church does not rise and fall on our ability or even on this excited face. I'm not trusting, you see, in my strength or my wisdom or on others. I am fully reliant on the supernatural ability of God. I have to be. Matthew 16, 18 says, I tell you that you are Peter. On this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, will not overcome it. If God is in it, God will bring it to pass. He will perform it. And the church in Ephesus faced many challenges, countless needs that were impossible for the church to address. Does that sound familiar? Homelessness, addiction, poverty, brokenness, lawlessness, abuse, hatred. Why are these challenges impossible for us to meet? Because I believe we're relying on the wrong things. Because for many of us, we're relying on drugs or alcohol or shopping or sex or power or prestige or a place in the world or a name or fame or fortune or even fruit and nut to get us through. The challenges they faced were daunting. Doubt and despair were almost certain if they depended solely upon their abilities. And I wonder this morning, are you full of doubt? Are you daunted by the prospect of what God's got in store for you this year? Are you in despair of what you haven't got? Paul encouraged them to rely on the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. Ron is calling upon you to rely on the sufficiency of Jesus Christ to supply all your needs. He is able to accomplish more than we can ever ask or dream or imagine. To surpass, to go beyond any request, to overcome, to do anything, able to do abundantly, to overflow, to do more than enough, able to go above, to go over and beyond and above, beyond and above and beyond more than we can ask or imagine or dream. Let that sink in for a moment too. With Jesus at the helm, nothing will be impossible for this church. Wow. I am certain there have been occasions in life when we've desired to meet a certain need, experience a particular outcome. You're probably imagining those right now. But you lack the ability to make it happen. It's never the case with God. There has never been a need he cannot meet that he's unable to meet. Never lack the resources necessary. Back to the passage. I wonder if we can have verse 16 up. Paul teaches us to pray. When we pray according to God's will, things happen. When we pray that prayer, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Your will, not my will, not your will, his will. Perhaps our problem sometimes is we we put a limit on what God could possibly do. We think our problem or our circumstance, our situation is, is beyond the scope of God's ability. We think that our problems are bigger than God or that God is not able or not willing to handle. The reality is it shows a lack of faith and trust and reliance on God. A God who loves you and who cares for you who is perfect. So what is God able to do? One or two of you are reciting the Bible passage more than you can ask, dream, think, imagine. Open your mouth wide. God has the ability to fill your mouth. Everything that comes out of it, he has the ability to fill it for you. If, if, if you will begin to rely on him, rely on the other stuff and you will falter, you will stumble, you will collapse, you will wonder where God is because you are not relying on him. When we rely on God, when we rely on him to move, when we rely on him to work in our lives, when we rely on the Holy Spirit to minister to us, when we rely on God to do what only he can do, then, then we will experience his touch in our lives. We will experience radical life transformation. We will see and we will experience miracles. Because he says, I pray, I kneel before the Father who created everything, created the whole world, our God who spoke the whole universe into existence, the God that hung the stars into space, the God that formed you in your mother's womb, the God who loves you and cares for you and has promised to never forsake you, a God of miracles, you can rely on him today. Whatever circumstances a situation, problem that you face. We can trust and rely on God, our Heavenly Father, to care, to bless, to move, to act, to heal today when we are reliant on Him. Now, I ain't saying that's as easy as ABC, right? I'm your pastor. I'm supposed to have it all sorted. Is that right? Oh, my word, you're a hard bunch. I'm not, thank you. I can see some people shaking their head and saying, no, Ron, of course you're not. I had quite a tough Christmas. I was disappointed by some people, hurt by others. I became quite ill. It was tough. I'd lost my focus. I'd lost the one to be reliant upon. And then on New Year's Eve, we took our kids out to go and see the fireworks. And we stood on Richmond Hill and we had a, an all right time. But you know what it's like when you keep your kids up late, right? <laughs> and in the back, and I thought, new year, new start. I'm sure many of you have made what you, know, you might call resolutions. And in the car, I turned to them and I said, this year, I'm going to be a better dad. This year, I turned to Ro, I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be less angry. 
I'm going to be more patient. And then I said those immortal words, I'm going to try really hard. How foolish am I? How foolish am I? In my own strength, in my own ability, you think I can perform any of that? Well, that was proved quite real just a few minutes later. (laughs) I need to rely on God. I need you to help me to rely on God. I will help you to rely on God. You help me. Is that a deal? Let's point each other towards God this year. I don't have it neatly wrapped up. I do not have this thing, this Christian journey, this walk with Jesus neatly wrapped up. No way. But in the 13 years that I have been walking with Jesus, my life has taught me and I've witnessed to the fact that God can transform your life today. God can bring healing and wholeness to your life today. God is able to do more in your life than you currently are asking or dreaming or imagining if if you will rely on him. So many things that we cannot do in our own strength. Being less angry, being more patient. If only we will remember the words of Matthew 19. Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. Do you believe that today? Where we cannot, God can. There is no problem that God cannot solve. There is no mess that God cannot turn into a miracle. There is no chain that God cannot break. There is no burden that God cannot lift. There is no storm that God cannot calm. There is no sorrow that God cannot comfort. There is no hurt that God cannot mend. There is no thirst that God cannot quench. There is no hunger that God cannot satisfy. There is no sin that God cannot forgive. God's love and power is released in and through a church whose core value is reliance in him. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. We need to pray in faith, relying on God, being obedient to his plans, his will. We'd love you to join us in prayer. We're going to be praying as a church every first Thursday of the month between 8 and 9. We've started over in the church office. We started our first prayer meeting with five people in the room. Then revival broke out. Thursday just gone, there were probably 25. We'd love you to join us as we pray for the church, for the world. I had a picture that was given to me by God, I believe, uh, a couple of months ago about uh, we're going through staircases, if you like, and we meet uh, a trap door. So you can, if you can picture it, staircase up, trap door. And we as a church have uh, gone through these staircases and trap doors and God's, God's opened the doors for us. We've gone through another level, another set of stairs, another trap door. And um, there are many more levels. There are many more levels, many more staircases for us to climb, many more doors for us to go through that God will open for us. And during that prayer meeting, as they were praying for me, which I really valued, thank you so much, During that prayer meeting, God showed me that he has opened another door for us. 
Look, we believe passionately what we're doing here at St. Saviour's. I believe in it passionately. I can see some of you nodding. We're passionate about what God is doing here. We believe that there is a great need for our church to live out its purpose, its vision, its mission, its values. So just as we close, as I close, just one question for you, individually and corporately. Individually, are you fully reliant on him this year? Pause and reflect for a second. Are you fully reliant on him this year? Corporately, corporately, will you embrace the purpose, the vision, the mission, the values that God has bestowed upon this church? Will you join me in that? We need a committed band of people, a committed family, committed body, the staff team, the church council, the people who work tirelessly serve, volunteer. Those of you who are on the fringe of our church, on the edge, come and join us. We need you. Individually, will you rely on him? Corporately, will you help us as a church to rely on him? Do you believe he's able to do more than we ask or imagine? I do. I do. Let's take a moment, bow your heads. For more information about St. Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviourssunbury.org.uk. Thank you.